I'm Isabella. Hey, I'm Bethany, and welcome to another episode of Soul Besties. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Soul Besties. This is Isabella. Hey guys, and this is Bethany. And today we're going to finish off our friendship series and we're going to take this episode to talk about how to be a good friend. You know, we talked about different seasons of friendship. We talked about conflict and now we really want to know how can we be a good friend um, and, you know, look at biblical perspective. Yeah. Um, So when we were thinking about what is a good um, Bible verse to look at today for being a good friend? Um, one of the the kind of ultimate examples of friendship is Jonathan and David in the Bible. And so that's where our passage is going to come from today that we're going to read. Um, we're reading 1 Samuel 18, verses 1 through 3. So 1 Samuel in the Old Testament, chapter 18, verses 1 through 3. So I'm going to read it. Then we'll talk some context of what's happening here. Okay, so 1 Samuel 18, 1 through 3. When David had finished speaking with Saul, Jonathan was bound to David in close friendship and loved him as much as he loved himself. Saul kept David with him from that day on and did not let him return to his father's house. Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as much as he loved himself. So what's going on here? Jonathan and David are already friends prior to this encounter, like they already know each other. Um, And uh, Saul is Jonathan's dad. He's the king of Israel during this time. And um, David uh, is, has kind of been chosen. He's, he's selected um, to kind of come work with Saul. Now, Saul doesn't necessarily have good intentions with this because later on you read some of the verses he's trying to get David killed in battle. <laughs> um, however, uh, David had um, killed, you know, the Philistines um, previously to this. Um, Goliath, uh, you know, the story of David and Goliath and So um, he was kind of well-esteemed as like someone who could fight battles well. Mm. And um, so that that was kind of the reasoning why Saul had chosen him, although he had some ulterior motives, um, to come fight for him. And um, Jonathan saw something in David, and and they connected. And um, some, some kind of background on Jonathan If we look earlier in the passage, um, if we look at like chapter 13 and 14, you can read a lot more about Jonathan. And um, it talks about Jonathan being a warrior himself. So he also like knew how to fight and he had the supplies from his dad. So he was good at fighting. Um, We see that he was an honest person. So he had honest character. Um, and even he was willing to face death. He was willing to die for someone else to protect them. Um, and it talks about some of these characteristics of Jonathan. Um, so in this passage, we see Jonathan and David making a covenant and a covenant is like a promise that you make between people and with God. 
So a covenant is a really serious thing mm-hmm. for them to make. Um, and Jonathan and David make this covenant. And this is like a commitment that David and Jonathan both make to each other. And so even though this verse is written kind of in the perspective of Jonathan, because it talks about how Jonathan loved David as he loved himself, um, it also demonstrates that David had a commitment to this relationship. So it wasn't a one-sided relationship. This was a, you know, they both, um, common covenants we think of are like marriage covenants, like Mm -hmm. when we promise um, all the promises we make to God and to our spouse. Um, But they made a covenant of friendship. And we don't know what that covenant said. Like, we don't know what promises they made to each other. Um, but it's interesting to see that they would be willing to, to make such a serious promise to each other and to God um, to, like, have each other's backs and, like, be friends and be there for each other. Um, because we see them doing that for each other later on after this. So I, I can only assume that that's part of what their covenant was to each other. Um, and I think it's really interesting here how it talks about how David loved, I mean, Jonathan loved David as much as he loved himself. And this created like a, a close bond or a close relationship, um, with each other because that's a really selfless love. I mean, we know in scripture, there's other times where it talks about Mm -hmm. loving others as we love ourselves. Um, I think we know this concept, (laughs) But it's hard to really enact, you know, to be willing to do anything for the other person, give up anything for the other person. And the verse that I didn't read, but right after that passage, if you keep reading in 1 Samuel 18, it also talks about how Jonathan ends up giving some special things of his to David. Um, He like takes off his robe and he gives him like his sword and um, some other tools for battle. And that the were his. Um, so he had been given kind of the best of the best because he's like the prince, like he's the, the son of Saul. Um, and he gives those best things to his friend. Mm. Um, so I think it's also an interesting thing to kind of notice. And, and there's this like selflessness and kind of humbleness that Jonathan had. Um, and, you know, whether or not, you know, what happens next, Um, Ultimately, David becomes king next. Now, Jonathan, by lineage, he should become king. But God wanted David to become king. And ultimately, like, Jonathan recognizes that is what God's will is. And he gives up that kingship to David um, because he wants God's will to be done. And that's also really admirable of Jonathan. It really is. Could have been really hard. (laughs) Um, for sure. It kind of shows like he wasn't in it for like the notoriety or the fame or like whatever, you know, the fortune that he would have gotten. Right. Even he gives up part of his fortune that his father um, has given him when he gives up his sword and his like supplies for battle and stuff because he's given his nice stuff to David. Um, So, you know, that kind of giving and like selflessness, um, I think really just demonstrates some really neat aspects of, of friendship and what it looks like to be a good friend. And, um, yeah, so we're, we're going to kind of talk about this, this story of Jonathan and David more today as we're thinking about like being a good friend and, um, 
what kind of characteristics do we need to have to be a good friend from, you know, thinking of biblical aspects today? Yeah, as you were talking, I asked myself, like, how would our friendships be different if we had that commitment like Jonathan and David did? Mm. Like, how much more would be would we be selfless and giving and loving to each other? Um, because, you know, I think about when he thought or when he talked about um, commitment and covenant, I automatically think about like marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think about like Adam and I's marriage and like, what does that mean for each other? Like that means we don't give up on each other. We work through hard things. We communicate well. We respect each other. We love each other well. And ultimately, too, we point each other to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so if that's what our marriage covenant looks like, what is a friendship covenant looks like? And I think it is very interesting that this is like what they did. You know, they really were like, this is for real. Like, I will do everything and anything for you. I will give you all of the things. Um, And like you said, it is just beautiful to see Jonathan being so selfless, even though like he is next to be king. Um, But God had other plans. And so to step aside Jonathan, for him to step aside and be like, Lord, you've got this and just like cheer on his friend. Like you go, David, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's for you and there's no bitterness or jealousy behind that. And I think unfortunately a lot, sometimes like we try to compare like, oh, like, oh my gosh, they have all of this. Or like, even our friends, you know, like we all got to admit at some point we've kind of felt like, oh, I wish I had this. Yeah. But should we just turn that around? Like so thankful, like cheering those people on that, you know, are able to get what they wanted or needed or you know or they were successful in their career or whatever that looks like Mm -hmm. I think like for me answering the question how am I going to be a good friend it's like I want to cheer people on you know I want to cheer my friends on um and be right by their side and support them and everything Mm -hmm. and I really feel like Jonathan was such a good example of that. Um, and also another thing is, you know, when we talk about friendship, I think we're, you know, talking about like godly friendships. Um, I think again, like this could apply to all friendships, but you know, in this context, like biblical friendships and what that looks like. And the cool thing that, you know, Bethany and I talked about, a little bit earlier was like they both are running after God's heart. Yeah. They're both looking at God. And so that just changes the perspective and changes like their friendship from a friendship that those people are not looking at Christ. Um, And that should, that should change our hearts when we're running after God's heart. You know, we're able to be selfless, like, because that's who do we learn that from? Right. Like Jonathan just didn't come up with that on his own. Like 
he was confident. And his dad wasn't necessarily a good example. Right. Right. Yeah. Like he <laughs> like had to be looking was at God. Selfish and yeah. Like yeah. Judging David and right. Like skeptical and you know, but then Jonathan was like, no, like I'm, I'm going to be, yeah. Like is this, what God wants is for David to be King next. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Jonathan was a, seemed like a successful guy, you know, when we read about him prior. I mean, he was a good warrior. He was an honest guy. Like, he was willing to die for anyone. Um, so people knew he was trustworthy. And, right. Um, so it wasn't like he didn't have his own success going on. But he could still, like, be willing to give up the kingdom for David. That's kind of, that's really amazing. Yeah, it really is. And like just thinking to like the characteristics, like the honesty and the selflessness, like those come from God. And Mm -hmm. for you to know that means that you spend time in the word with God and you Mm -hmm. spend time in prayer um, because there's nothing good in us except God and what he's done in our lives. And so to be a good friend, that also means running after God's heart. That also means taking the time to study the word. And what does he ask of us um, as believers and as friends? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we look at their relationship, I mean, like you kind of mentioned, but we don't see them like comparing their friendship to other people or something, which is really easy to do. Um, and I think we all have moments where we do that. Um, but we don't see them like comparing. We don't see them like, um, maybe being bitter with each other or whatever. Instead, um, they're very like supportive and loving of each other. And yeah, you know that they, Jonathan loved David like he loved himself. So he was willing to do whatever for David because he cared about him that much. Um, and, I think with friendship, like, it's really, though, easy to get in a comparison or in um, sometimes a state of of bitterness if we feel like the friend is not meeting our expectations. Um, And I think, yeah, we probably all have expectations for relationships, you know, (laughs) friendships, um, marriage, relation, in any kind of relationship, work relationships. We have expectations of others. Um, And like Isabella mentioned, number one, our our expectations for people who are not believers should not necessarily be that they're going to be this biblical example of friendship. Right. Because... Um, they, you know, are not running after God like Jonathan and David. So we can't really expect that out of them. Um, and so we have to kind of come to that conclusion, um, that, you know, we, we hope that it's a good reciprocal relationship, but it may or may not be. Um, but for our believing friends, like we both also have to be at a spot where we're running after God and what God's will is for our lives, for it to be a good relationship is kind of what I see when I look at this, <laughs> yeah. this model, you know, and Isabel and I were kind of talking about like different friendships in our lives, like before this and like things that went well or things that didn't go well. Um, but one of the conclusions of like, whenever a relationship was not in a good spot, it was kind of like, well, 
it was the way they were acting or the way that I was acting. Was that biblical? Maybe not. Probably. Right. Not. <laughs> <laughs> and it, then the question is, well, were they pursuing God or was I pursuing God in that time? Mm. You know, was I even thinking about that? Were they even thinking about that? Maybe not, you know, and um, kind of like the biggest reason I think we have these problems and, and conflicts like we talked about in our last episode is due to sin, you know, um, and the sin that enters into our relationships in our life, friendships, marriage, any relationship. Um, yeah. There's going to be sin because we are sinful people. Right. And that is kind of where mm. relationships get difficult and messy and hard. <laughs> yeah. And that is such a good point. I don't know if I've ever looked at, I mean, like, of course, like it is sin. Like that is the problem because we are sinners and praise God for his mercy and his blood that covers all our sin. Um, because without it, who man, we'd be a mess, you know? Um, but you know, one of the things that I find interesting is like, um, what I find interesting is that in marriage, and I know this is a friendship, but it's, it's a relationship and I'll, I'll circle back to the friendship part, but you know, in marriage, I think like, yes, we're both imperfect people and we're both trying to like make it work. Um, but we're still like, it's still hard and there's still conflict, but because of the covenant, we don't give up. Right. And so again, circling back to that idea of like, you know, you're in a friendship and you're both sinful people as well. And there's, but like, if we were like, yeah, like this, you're, you're my friend and like, we're going to like, we're going to commit to be accountable to each other. We're going to commit to serve each other. We're going to commit to lift each other up when we're down. Would that friendship, would that change our mindset? And would, and would we not give up so easily yeah. like marriage? Um, and so, yeah, that is completely true. And another thing, you know, with expectations and comparison, I'm the first one in, in the room to say, like, my expectations are through the roof, guys. Like, when I tell you, like, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, I just expect way too much. And um, I try to bring her back down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you but. do. But yeah. sometimes <laughs> a lot of people do, um, you know who you are if you listen listening, but yeah, like I just have like the biggest expectations. Um, and I'm not exactly sure why, um, I've been thinking through that, but I really do. And one of those things is something I was thinking is like, I should stop expecting from like people because they're imperfect and I need to be expecting more from the, from the Lord. Like we should be expectant of the Lord. We should believe that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Mm -hmm. We need to believe that he will provide. Um, and so I think once we're confident in that, you know, if our friends, you know, they're not meeting our expectations, like it's okay. If our husband is not meeting our expectations, like obviously it's okay because, God 
he is like he he is more than enough and he satisfies us and we need to be content in him um now we're not going to get that perfect every time but one of the things that we talked about is how do we prepare our hearts for conflict or for things like that didn't happen the way that you thought and that for me is like reading the word every single morning and like again, like waking up thinking about the Lord and like, yes, like I am confident in him and it's going to be okay. And, and that honestly, I actually believe it's going to make you a better friend once you're confident and you're not expecting so much from your friends, um, because they're not perfect just like you. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I was thinking about discontentment that I felt maybe in relationships, friendships, you know, all kinds of relationships, um, I started thinking about, you know, what could I do that would maybe help with eliminating some of that discontentment or that, um, I guess, you know, maybe even sometimes like jealousy or, mm. you know, those kind of feelings. And I think, um, I remember doing this Bible study before and it was talking about like when we have sins in our life, we have to replace them with something good, like something of God. Um, and that's kind of how we like get out of those habits of these like habitual sins that we have had these habits of keep doing these sins. And I remember, um, they were talking about like complaining and grumbling and this discontentment kind of issue. And they were talking about, you have to replace it with thankfulness. And, um, then I was thinking about also how even like if you go to like a therapist or, um, a counselor or something, well, even if they're not a Christian, they may tell you like, Hey, write in a gratitude journal every day, um, to help change your perspective. Because yeah. Maybe like you're really depressed or sad or like you, you're always thinking about the negative in life, you know? So they tell you write down like five things that you're thankful for every day. And I was thinking, you know, this is why we need thankfulness, like, because being in a thankful attitude, like, doesn't give us space to think about the negative anymore. It doesn't give us space to be, like, discontent because we're busy thinking about how content we are in the things that we have. Like, it doesn't give me room to complain because at this point I'm talking about how great everything yeah. that I do have is also makes me stop and realize all the positive <laughs> that yeah. like maybe I have been dwelling in negativity. Um, and I know for me, you know, it just takes one or two negative things that I'm just like drowned in this negative path, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like it just takes one or two little like, oh my gosh, this happened to me. Everything's bad. Everything's wrong. My life is terrible. Like, I don't know how I'm going to go on, you know, and um, I don't really want to get there. And then when I'm there, it's like I just wallow in despair. Um, And I try to tell myself, oh my gosh, Bethany, be an adult. You got to like, <laughs> you got to like get yourself out of this pit right now. This is not good for you. And I know that, but like, I still kind of wallow there, you know? So to kind of try to change my perspective as I wake up in the morning and think about, yeah. okay, what am I thankful for today? Mm. And make that like a choice, kind of like 
you know, following Jesus is kind of a daily choice. <laughs> um, thinking about Jesus is the first thing you wake up in the morning. Yeah. It's a choice. <laughs> hmm. Um, and so like trying to make it a choice to like think in gratitude, think in thankfulness throughout the day and be like, how can I reframe what's happening to me? And what are the positives? You know, and um, I could tell you a bunch of things that were not great today, but I could tell you a, a wonderful blessing even before we started this podcast was that Isabella's husband, Adam, brought me a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that was really That was sweet a blessing. And some snacks. Too. Yes. He was very thoughtful of like a snack. So like after we finished this recording, I'm getting <laughs> a snack. Um, but, you know, I was feeling tired. Mm. I'm kind of wallowed in discontentment of tiredness and like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, instead, like, let's reframe that. Let's think about what are the positives. I get to spend time with my friend Isabella. <laughs> Woo you that's know? always a good time. Um we are gonna have some delicious dinner that Isabella has in the crock pot waiting at home for us. Y'all, it is my first crock pot meal. We got a crock pot, actually two for our wedding, and this is the first time I'm pulling it out for my friends, Bethany and Peter. And we're making some cilantro chicken, and I'm very proud. Adam last night, or this morning, actually, when we were, like, preparing it, he was like, oh, my gosh, it's our first married crock pot meal. It's, like, those silly small things. It's just like, oh, this is nice, you know, put everything in there. Yeah. It's going to change my life. And also, it's going to be healthy. Yeah. Which both of us are on a journey of, like, trying to eat healthier, like lose weight, exercise more. All of that is like great things to be thankful for. And, um, and you know, maybe after this episode on our social later this week or whatever, when this launches, we should drop something in maybe in stories for crockpot recipes for Isabella <laughs> <laughs> because she needs more. Yes. Um, Share the all the crockpots. <laughs> Recipes. So please, you know, come on our Instagram and Facebook and share your favorite Crock-Pot recipes. So Isabella has more ideas to cook at home. Um, selfless plug. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I think when then when I think of all these things that I'm thankful for, um, I feel so much more content, like, yeah. say, in our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in maybe even other friendships that I have with other people and when I might have thought, oh, like, why don't they have time for me anymore? They yeah. used to have time for me um, or whatever. But, you know, instead, let me reframe that to all the positives. Yeah. Um, what are the friends that like are pouring into you and that you're able to pour into them? Like focus on that instead mm -hmm. of like all the, you know. And like treasure the times that you do get to spend with your friends. Like, yeah. I just took a trip to California. I got to see a few friends that I don't normally get to see. Um, and, I mean, people that I have been cl really close to in previous times, but because we are physically so far away, um, it's hard to keep up. Yeah. You know? But it's been so, it was so refreshing to see both of these friends um, and shout out if they're listening. But, um, you know, it, it was great to connect with them. And... You know, I think sometimes like being a good friend too is just like being there when you are there. Like as in, you know, maybe we're not physically 
there with each other all the time, but when we can physically be there for each other, like being there. Yeah. And I like, I feel so thankful even that these friends made time to meet with me while I was in California. Cause I wasn't really there partic- like particularly for them. I was there for my PhD classes, but um, you know, it was so special to spend time with them and really was the highlight of my trip. Really. That's so. awesome. I'm glad you were able to spend time with them. Um, I was going to also bring up, too, that I also, too, wallow in all the negativity. Um, I think that's really easy to do. Um, it's so easy to be like, oh, my gosh, look at me. Look at all the things that are wrong or or also comparing yourself like all these other people have all these friends or all these opportunities or what not, but you know, yes, like you need to be thankful for the things that you have and the Lord has provided for you. Another thing for me is like prayer. Um, it's been so big in my life. I'm really into prayer walking right now, guys. Um, I love it. I love yeah. praying like in random places. Yeah, it's really fun. And honestly, like I'm at work like almost like my whole life. I'm just at work and you know that nine to five grind. Um, but I'm like, okay, God. I'm wallowing because of X, Y, and Z. I'm going to get up if I have time and I'm going to walk and I'm going to pray. Um, and it's been so good. And the start of my walk, you know, I was like, I'm just so upset about this and that. And Adam and I had a conversation and it wasn't that great. Or I haven't heard from this friend in a while. And like, that's not cool either. And those are my thoughts on the beginning of the walk. And then at the end, it's like, God, you're so good. And it's going to be okay. You know, and I think like doing things to renew your mind like that, if it's prayer, if it's having a thankfulness journey, um, not journey, I'm sorry. (laughs) Journal is what I meant to say, not journey. Well, it is a journey <laughs> to is. have thankfulness every day. So <laughs> that's very true. I'm in a thankfulness journal because there are some out there um, that are like specifically for you to put all your things that you're thankful for. Um, but that is just, again, it's about preparing our heart and really our heart posture. Um, that has just like been really big in my life, is I feel like my season right now, it's just, it's been kind of a wild ride. Um, and it, it's constantly changing. Um, but how do I prepare my heart for what, for what I'm going through? And like, how can I look to the Lord in every situation? Even if I feel uncomfortable, um, Like, that's really hard. And I actually was reading a devotional this week, and it talked about, like, in your uncomfortableness, how can you be kind when you're uncomfortable in a situation? Like, how can we give it to the Lord? Who likes to be uncomfortable? Nobody. Like, no one wants to be uncomfortable um, in any circumstance. But what about if we instead feel, like, weird and awkward or whatever the feelings are? How about we just, like, look to the Lord in those places and like be kind to people around us in those times or be kind to yourself. Cause sometimes too, like we might be negative with ourselves. Um, like maybe we feel like we're not capable of what really the Lord has called us to do. Like, but be confident and be kind to yourself. Like God is going to equip me and he's put me in this position for a reason. And so, 
Um, yeah, that's just so key for our friendships and to be a good friend is like, where is your heart and what are you looking towards? Are you looking towards the Lord? Or are you looking towards the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe let's kind of think through now, I mean, now that we've, we've discussed quite a bit about the passage and about, you know, friendship and things, what are some of your takeaways? And I mean, I share some of my takeaways of thinking about the friendship of like Jonathan and David, like things that you want to emulate in being a good friend. And I can go first if you want. Um, Cause I have one in mind first. That yeah, I was thinking go ahead. Of. Um, I think one thing is making time for friends because um, you can't really grow in a relationship without spending time. Like we know that with marriage, we know that just like any relationship. So you got to make time to like be with them, whether it's in person, virtually, phone call, whatever, right? Even texting a friend, take some time. Um, preparing a Marco Polo to send to them, <laughs> take some time. And so, um, but we definitely see in the story of Jonathan and David, they spent time together. Yeah. So um, I think that like one thing of like being a good friend is like trying to be there for your friend, especially when there's maybe a really critical moment that they're going through. Like, um, even though we don't read it in this passage later on, Saul tries to get David killed and um, Jonathan like hides David and like helps protect him and keeps him from being killed by Saul. And um, that was like a critical moment when David needed Jonathan. Yeah. And Jonathan was there. Mm -hmm. Um, and so thinking for our friends, if we know they're going through something, if we know maybe they wouldn't really feel like they could reach out, but maybe we just need to initiate sometimes, um, you know, then that's what we need to do. And, um, also sometimes it's just like, just being there. (laughs) It's maybe not even the words that we say, um, but just our presence can can be really, really helpful in for a friend, you know, especially if you do know they're really going through something and maybe they just feel like I just don't need to be alone today because otherwise I'm going to be in a really dark space. Um, and so I think that's like for me, that's one of the takeaways. Yeah. Is like making time for friends. Um, obviously, we have to find a balance. And this is one of the biggest struggles I have is like how much time do I spend with friends? Um, because I want to love them. Like I love myself. I want to love them like Jesus loves them. And then also balance like work, life, marriage, ministry, like all of these things. And this is hard. There's no, uh, secret formula. I don't think, (laughs) or Christians would have already shared it a long time ago. (laughs) Um, And if you have one, please share, you know, but I don't think there's a secret formula. Um, And I think it, it kind of, there's no one size fits all solution for that. And And it probably changes in seasons too. Yeah. But um, if you know, the Lord is like maybe convicting you that you need to spend time with a particular friend. That yeah, God's probably you know reminding yeah. you of that person for a reason, mm-hmm. and even if it's just like a text, because you just never know even like how much that may mean to them. Yeah, and um, I think of like a friend from seminary that reached out to me 
it's probably been like a month or so now, but her message to me just meant the world when Mm -hmm. she sent me a message and it was just so encouraging. We ended up chatting back and forth for like almost all night. And then I was like, I got to go to bed. Sorry. (laughs) I have something tomorrow. (laughs) But like we had such good conversation and um, it was like so nourishing for my soul. And um, I'm just so glad like God prompted her heart to reach out you know, so that we could have that dialogue. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, so you never know when like something like that just really means the world to people. Um, and then the other thing I was thinking about was how committed are we in friendships? Because we see this example of, of Jonathan and David, and I'm not saying that every friendship is going to be a Jonathan and David relationship. You know, I understand that they were like best friends and we're not going to be best friends with everybody. <laughs> But um, do we have some people in our lives that we would consider like our Jonathan or David? Maybe we need to ask ourselves that. And, you know, like you were kind of mentioning earlier, like when we're in marriage, we're very like committed because like we made this covenant. Mm. So, you know, how committed are we to friends? Are we like too casual about relationships that it kind of makes us not care about people's feelings as much, you know? Yeah. Um, that makes, I mean, that makes me reflect if, if there are times when I want, like theoretically I want to be a good friend, but I'm really not committed enough to that relationship to be a good friend Mm. all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think one of the challenges for myself is just like, I want to, be a little bit more committed yeah and think about what um honestly what I'm what something I'm gonna do after this I want to write down some different friendships in my life that I want to pray over and think about what do I need to do to be a little more committed that's a good Um, challenge for sure because I think that there are certain people that God has put in my life as friends and um I really need to nurture some of those relationships more. Mm. Um, And so figuring out what does that look like? Um, Because I am in a really busy season of life too. And I don't think like God is saying get sick by spending so much time with people because like I'm not getting sleep or something. But I think he is saying, hey, like maybe make a plan or something. Like how you can see more than one person in a month because <laughs> you know if I don't have a plan I'm kind of like aimlessly wandering around like a little lost sheep you know <laughs> and so maybe like I maybe I need to be intentional about it. maybe I need to put on my calendar maybe it's a different person every week text to somebody or something you know um, just to be like more intentional in that so anyway, those are things that I'm thinking about as I think about that relationship. But are there other um, takeaways or things that you just kind of admire in their relationship that you want to apply in your life? Yeah, I mean, I think the covenant, like, it's making me think a lot, too. Like, there are some friendships that, like, am I truly committed to those friendships? And what can I do to let them know, like, hey, like, I'm behind you and I want to 
be selfless and I want to continue to pour into you um, as you pour into me. Um, Another thing that is really coming to mind from this story is how Jonathan was so selfless to give David, you know, like the robe and, you know, like he was, he was very giving. And I think that, I think I have that intention to be, to give and to serve my friends well, but maybe my follow theory is not the best. Um, I mean, same on certain things, you know? Yeah, it's just, like, it's hard to give. And another thing, too, and this might be too personal, but I really, I'm not ashamed of anything in my life. Um, I think, like, our financial journey has been difficult. Um, And so I feel like I'm unable to give the way I want to give because seems like there's not much to give. Um, But I think. But what if you reframe that? Like, what if you reframe it to what do I have to give? Like, maybe it's not a physical item. Like, maybe it's not a coffee. Maybe it's like time. Yeah. Well, I I give my time. Like sharing. I'm I'm thinking more about. I'm thinking more about not ma- materialistic things, but I think about needs that can be met in that way. Um, I, I, I give my time probably way too much at times. Um, so I'm, I'm not meaning about that. I'm talking about like ways that like I know, like for example, I've been trying to ship this book to my friend for like probably over a year. Um, but when I think about it and it's not that much, like it's not that much money or whatever to do this, but I think in my brain, I'm like, there's not, there's not enough. Like, and then I think, oh, I can't even figure it out. And so then I just never do it. Those kind of things. Like there's been so many things I've like told people, oh, I'm going to get, because like truly that's what I feel like they need in that moment. Whether it's like a book that's going to help them with whatever, um, And I just feel like I can be better at that. But also that comes with reframing like, and this is a very, another plug in. But I think if you are struggling with like financial journey, like your financial, um, your finances to reframe your, 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 your thoughts of, this is not like my money. This is God's money and got to be good stewards of it. And so, um, and I'll probably share more of this later on um, because Adam and I are like doing financial peace university. And like, that's been really very good for our hearts. Um, And it's all about like, it's our heart posture. Like what, what are we doing with the money that God provided for us it's not ours it's his and so we want to be able to like get out of the the debt that we have to be able to give more and that's something that he calls us to do and in this story I just feel like Lord if we were better and more wise with our with the 
with the money that you've provided, then we could be giving and serving in that way. Now, obviously there's other ways, but that's what I took away out of this story, um, is the commitment and then like being good with your finances to be able to give where you can give, um, and not just friendships, but like in ministry or what, what, whatever that looks like. Um, because I think about my friend, um, and if you're listening, you know, who I'm talking, you know, you know that I'm talking about you, but, um, me and my mom, like years ago had just like another financial struggle. I'm just being really raw. So here we are, but I guess the Lord is prompting me to share, but one of, I told one of my friends about what's been going on and she was like, okay. I got you covered. And she was able to give and provide that need. And I feel like that's like, that's a good friend who's being selfless and with the resources that she had. And I'll never forget that. Um, and so that, that's what a good friend looks like. Like not even thinking about it one bit, like my friend needs my help and I want, and I have it. So I'm going to like, lesser. And so that's just something I strive for. And obviously like Jonathan displays that really well in that story. And so, yeah, those are the two take so takeaways. Um, and so, and he gives without expecting anything in In return. return. Mm. So it's not a loan or a borrow or whatever. Um, so I think that's also a good reminder. Like when we give, just give, you know, um, I know like my mom always said, like to me, like if people are saying they're going to borrow it, just plan that you're giving it. Yeah. Um, and then you don't need to hound them. Like if later on, where is my stuff? (laughs) Are you going to pay me back for that? Or yeah. And so if you're not in a position to give, you just, you don't. And then if you are in a position to give, like you just give and you don't, Like, you don't expect anything Mm -hmm. in return. Um, And if they do give it back or whatever, like, great. But if not, like, no worries. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Because you never know, like, even if if they'll be able to or not. And so you just don't want to be put in that position. Because that can ruin friendships, too. (laughs) Like, when when you're expecting, and this is kind of an expectations thing, but when you're expecting someone's going to give you something back, they don't. And it can be really, really hurtful that they don't. Um, I think of like the first time I ever loaned something out was like a book. And I kept asking my friend for it. (laughs) And then later on, she acted like I never gave it to her. So she lied (laughs) to me, to others. (laughs) Um, But it was really, really hurtful. I was like, I was very young. And even though um, I was probably six or seven, but... It was like a life lesson of like, okay, like I need to not have that expectation of her that she's going to give it back. Um, Because later on she denied that it even, (laughs) that I even gave her the book. Um, And then I think fast forward a year or two later, I saw her with the book. So like we all know that wasn't true, but um, (laughs) I was always about the truth, like being honest. So, so um. You know, just being able to give selflessly and, you know, being like, hey, this is for you. No reason, really. Just like, 
I love you, and so I'm going to give this to you. And that's what I feel like Jonathan did when we see him, like, giving his his things to David. I think that just hit me in the face so hard because I feel like if God has called you to do it, just do it. Like, if he, he calls you to, like, talk to that friend and, like, maybe that friend isn't return that like that's all right like you did what God has called you to do and like that's all you can do with expecting nothing from it and I think a lot of times selfishly I'm like um hello like I want that to whatever you know whatever that is um but honestly we should not expect anything and we should just live according to God's will we should love people as we love ourselves and just not expect anything, but expect everything from the Lord. Thanks for listening to another episode of Soul Besties. Subscribe to our podcast and make sure to turn on notifications so you know when a new episode comes out. Shout out and thanks to our producer, Adam, for making every episode sound great. Want to connect with us and hear more about this topic? Then follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Soul Besties. And check back every two weeks for another podcast episode.